What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. No Kyle Krabs. And we are your hosts here on this live episode of Would You Rather. We need your participation here tonight. Give us the Would You Rather hypothetical scenarios that is going to stimulate some good discussion here tonight. Uh, live on a Thursday night in your podcast feed on a Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Chris, Shuby, my dude. Yes. Hello, Joe. What a what a uh, great night we have in front of us. A nice Thursday night football game to start our football week, even though it feels like the football week never really ended because we played on <laughs> Tuesday this week. Some great pre-show discussions about fast food that probably will make their way into the show. I am excited. Now, I have to do the task of finding the hypotheticals and answering them. Normally, I just get to be the point guard and dish. <laughs> now, I have to be like the James Harden. I have to kind of dish it, but also just throw up a bunch of shots. Uh, all show long. So if you are ready, Joe, I have a great one right off of the bat for us. I am ready. Let's do it. Uh, no, that's the wrong one from Mike. It, it changed here. All right, this one comes from Mike. If you're the Chargers, would you rather get Lewis Riddick and Eric Bieniemy as a GM head coach combo or Daniel Jeremiah and Joe Brady? Here's the thing about Lewis Riddick. Good commentator, good analyst. I have no idea what his ability is in terms of roster construction. I don't know what his, like, what's his resume to stand on. How do we know anything about Lewis Riddick and how he values talent and those types of things? Like at least Daniel Jeremiah, he puts out draft rankings for the last 10, 15 years that I can look at and I can listen to him with a, a much larger sample size of, of analysis and understand what his team building philosophies are. So for me, I give the general manager edge to Jan Daniel Jeremiah. I probably give the head coach edge to Eric Bieniemy because I think Eric Bieniemy is unquestioned ready, right? I mean, he's been in the league for a long time. He's played in the league. He's served under Andy Reid. He's coordinated good offenses. People rave about his leadership. I feel comfortable handing him the keys to my football operation. Joe Brady, great innovative scheme, historic at LSU. We love what it's showing at Carolina. But do I am I ready to put Joe Brady in front of J.J. Watt and Joe Hayden, you know, you know what I mean. Like, is he that ready for that type of leadership role in the NFL? I don't know. So I give the GM edge to Jeremiah. I give the coach edge to the enemy. What's more important? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm with you 100%. I think that's the perfect combo. And you asked a kind of a hypothetical question, but I'll answer it for you. Lewis Riddick had a couple of, of stints. He was in Washington where he was a pro scout for four years. Then he was the director of pro personnel. And then he did the same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, hired as a pro scout in 2008, and then was the director of player personnel for them starting in 2010. So has some experience being around that part of a front office. So that stuff matters. But ultimately, right, if you're going to – and we have to look at this from, a, from specifically the Chargers' perspective. You have 
a first-round quarterback, a rookie quarterback that's going to enter his second year that you saw in year one show every single flash you wanted to see from him in terms of being your franchise guy. So if you're going to bring in a coach, and we're assuming that they're making a move away from Anthony Lynn in this scenario, you have to pick a guy that's going to be able to get the most out of Justin Herbert. Of the two guys that we have here as an option for head coach, I've seen Eric Bieniemy, albeit with Andy Reid having a very hands-on approach, doing that same thing with Patrick Mahomes. So I lean in that direction, and I think that matters more than the GM, right? I think because you have the quarterback set, you need to put the right person that's going to be in his ear on a weekly basis, and I think I think that's Bieniemy over Brady. Now, which one of these guys is going to be able to put together the better staff to complement the rest of the roster? I think the answer is also Bieniemy because he's been in the league long. Yeah. That's a good point. And there's an added benefit to getting the enemy away from the Chiefs and onto your team in that division. I think this is a Riddick Bieni. I think Riddick and Bieni is the answer here, especially when you apply it to the Chargers. All right. So this one comes from Braden, and this is off of the heels of our podcast episode uh, that we did this morning, Joe. So from our discussion earlier today, would you rather pay Dak Prescott a long-term deal, five years, $40 million per year, or pay Lamar Jackson a short-term deal, three years at $40 million per year? It's a really good one because I think I think that the preferred quarterback for me is Dak. However, you're giving me two more years. I don't see any reason why. If I believe in Dak today, I don't understand why I wouldn't in six years. Give me Dak. I want the better player. I want the better player. Give me Dak. And I would take Lamar uh, because it's a shorter-term deal. I'm not locking myself into any potential issues. But this also doesn't fix, and if you didn't listen to the show that Joe and I did this morning, go back and listen to to it because I think it was a great discussion that we kind of came out of nowhere in the course of talking about Carson Wentz. But this still, Joe, doesn't change my opinion. You're still paying Lamar Jackson top-tier quarterback money for an extended period of time, even though it's only three years. He's still taking up a big chunk of your cap space to the point where it could hinder your ability to put pieces around him. So when we talk about paying quarterbacks, it's all about windows for me and windows of opportunity to win a championship. And I think either way, the window that you're putting on these teams is still small because of the cap hit that you're giving to either of these guys. But I would go Lamar because it's not as long-term as the DAC deal. Here's my counter to that. Let's say you give three years 40 to Lamar. You take that route in this scenario. All right, in three years, you really like Lamar Jackson and you want to continue with him. You're going to pay him more than $40 million for those next two or three years, however you give him. So is your argument just pay, because to use the DAC example, pay for those extra two years in the hope that he develops the way that you think he's going to develop so those two years are worth it? I just... I don't know. I have a tough time because, again, it limits your ability to to use the rest of the roster, right? This was the this was the big thing behind the Kirk Cousins deal, right? They gave him all that guaranteed money, but it was a short term deal. It was only three years. Where if they wanted to move on, they could have. Now things have changed since that first contract was signed. But this is like opposite of baseball deals, right? They give these baseball players twelve years, gazillion dollars, right? And you're really just pl- paying for those first like four to six years, yep. and then you just live with whatever you get for the last eight. Or something. I think this is the opposite of that, and that's what makes it interesting to me. Yeah, and I don't. I think in football, you don't have the luxury that you do in baseball to be able to have those that back half of that deal be bad. Where in football, if the back half of the deal is bad, no matter how well the, the, the quarterback plays, it could hinder your ability to put together a roster. All right, I got a pop culture one for you. 
I hope it's the one from Jared. Get to the one from Jared about Bojangles and Chick-fil-A at some point. It doesn't have to be now, but I, I want to get to that. Okay. You know, it's right here in front of me, so we'll do it. Jared asks, would you rather Chick-fil-A or Bojangles? I need to ask you this, Chris. Have you ever had Bojangles? This is going to probably make me public enemy number one in the chat and on the show tonight. I have never had Bojangles. That's fine. I didn't. Ex- I expected that to be your answer. Chick-fil-A is in every single way superior to Bojangles. There's not a single thing that Bojangles does better than Chick-fil-A. Their chicken is not as good. Their biscuits are hard. Their tea isn't as good. Their service is way worse. Their seasoned fries are way too seasoned. It's Chick-fil-A all day. Well, it's not close. Well, Joe, based on your take, Jason has canceled you. And because okay. I've never had Bojangles, I've also been canceled. I so. feel like maybe Jason likes Bojangles. I think that I, might be the take there. Yeah, and that that feels like uh, what he was uh, he was a- angling for. I my answer has to be Chick Fil A because I've never had Bojangles, right? But I I feel like it's an incomplete for me because I've never. It's, it's super over. It's fine. I eat Bojangles. There's one a mile from my house. I go there. Right. It's a convenience thing. But if if the distance was the same, I'd never go there over Chick Fil A. <laughs> Vontel just coming in with just this one is specifically for you. It is addressed to Joe. Vontel says, Joe, would you rather be Rex Ryan's personal assistant yes. for two years or have Matt Patricia coach your bills for two years? Are you kidding me? I, so not only do I have to accept Matt Patricia as my head coach, it's instead of Sean McDermott. Yeah, Rex, whatever, brother. You want me to go make you a damn sandwich? I'll do that. You know, I, fine, fine. I'll be Rex. I mean, how hard can that be? It's not like he's a super like driven, motivated person that's really going to keep you on your toes. You're just going to get this guy food. I don't think I can handle that. You're you're good for that. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm sure Rex Ryan is probably a pretty fun guy to be around. I just don't want him in my football operation. As you know, should we? Do we have common ground here? Rex Ryan. <laughs> Nowhere near my building, please and thank you. Um, okay, I have another pop culture one. This one comes from Kyle. Would you rather, in December, only listen to Christmas music or not be allowed to listen to Christmas music at all? I've answered every single one first. I'll let you go first here, Chris. Okay, so I, th- are we assuming, and I, hopefully this is a, a virtually agreed upon statement, a universally agreed upon statement among everybody uh, listening to the show, that you do not play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving in the first place, right? That is, that is a law that I wish was true, but it's not true in my house. Okay. I just, I just took a shot of mighty swell to the eye. I don't know if anybody saw that. You okay, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. About you. Okay. Yeah. So, with that in mind, I am okay. Because ah, this is this is this is tough, but I think I'm going to go with just not be allowed to listen to Christmas music at all because I don't really want to only listen to Christmas music. So just Correct. give me give me no Christmas music, even though there's some good ones. Um, I'm I'm good. So in, uh, for a twelfth of the year, I can only listen to Christmas music. It means none of the music I typically like to listen to, which is a big part of my day. No podcast. I just have to listen to Christmas music. Hard pass. Because I don't even really like that much Christmas music. It's okay when we're decorating the tree, when we're opening presents, maybe on a drive or something, you know, a late night drive. There's lights around. You're with the family in the car. But there's never going to be a situation where Joe Marino's sitting at this desk working on content where I'm firing up Spotify and playing Christmas carols. 
Uh, by the way, I, I mean, we're, we're answering this take on the first night of Hanukkah while we're recording this. So happy Hanukkah to everybody yes. out there who celebrates. I want to make sure we get that in there. All right, sports not. I think this take is, this, again, one of these takes designed after the show this morning. You're a GM. Would you rather have Mahomes with his mega deal or Trevor Lawrence on his rookie deal? Put the Jets and KC rosters aside. Strictly quarterback, would you rather situation? I think this is easy. You got to go with the guy that's done it, right? Been an MVP, yeah. been a Super Bowl MVP. So uh, as much as I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really, really, really good, I want Mahomes. Yeah, even it, though it's even well, the, the point that he's making there though is what I mean. You're going to pay Mahomes five times what you're paying Lawrence, so that is a piece of this. But the caveat that he put into this take is the reason why it's Mahomes. He's telling me to put the rosters aside and just look at the quarterbacks then I have to go with the guy who I know has been yeah. there, done that, and is exceptional, Mahomes. Now, if we are st- if we put the rosters in there and we start needing to deal with the cap and trying to put together a long-term contender, it's closer. But again, Mahomes is one of those elite quarterbacks that you're paying regardless. So give me Mahomes. I have uh, I ha- no, I have one for you. So this I feel like this is – I've thought about this today. I wanted to give this to you at a specific point tonight. I think now is the time. Okay. Would you rather have – Trevor Lawrence is the next quarterback of the New York Jets, but it means Adam Gase is back. Or have whatever coach hire, and you get Justin Fields. So I get any head coach I want with Justin Fields, or I have to take Adam Gase with Trevor Lawrence. For at least next year. Yeah, give me Justin Fields and whatever head coach I want. Because I I think Adam Gase will actively ruin Trevor Lawrence. And you can't afford a year of that. I, I not only can I not afford a year of that, but then he's learning a system under Adam Gase. He is being ruined, and then you're going to have a new coach come in, have to teach Trevor a new system. That's not good for young quarterback development. It just isn't. I mean, it, it it's what dooms Sam Darnold, and it, it would what doom it, w- it would doom Trevor Lawrence as well. And yes, Trevor Lawrence is absolutely the the first quarterback that should be off the board. But it's not like Justin Fields would be a bad consolation prize in this either, right? Justin Fields exceptionally talented, and with the, with the perfect head coaching fit with it, I think that's that that that's an easy one. All right, um, all right. I'm scrolling here, here trying to find some good ones here. This one comes from JJ. I'm gonna throw it up here while I try to find some more. Would you rather only keep Thursday night football? Or Tuesday night football. I've I've been able to fix Thursday night football. I, I have the very the simplest solution ever to fixing it. You have you have Thursday night football. One second, I got to turn down the monitor here, if you don't mind. The um, you have Thursday night football only in weeks one, four, five, and then four through seventeen. You only have it weeks one, and then four through seventeen. And the only teams eligible to play on Thursday night football are teams that are coming off of a bye. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. And then they get a long, they get a 10 day rest to, between their next game. How does that not solve all the problems? That's because, Joe, you just used common sense and logic when trying to solve a problem for the NFL. And uh, that's not how it works. I don't mind the Tuesday night football because I think it's a great extension of the previous week. But if that means teams that play on Tuesday then have to play that that week on a Sunday, it, it it's the same issue that we run into with Thursday night football, just the reverse, right? The idea with Thursday night football is you play on Sunday and then you got to play a couple days later. Well, if Tuesday, if you're playing Tuesday and then you have to play again on Sunday, you're still on a short week. And I, and I still don't necessarily think that uh, that issue is fixed from the NFL's perspective. All right, this one from Scott, Joe. You're the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Would you rather draft Kyle Trask or Mac Jones at the end of the first round or trade a second round pick for Sam Darnold? Yeah, I'd rather take a trade a second round pick for Sam Darnold, to be honest with you. Um, I think Kyle Trask and Mac Jones are the types of players that can be snap takers for you and you can get by if everything's right around them. But I think it's a very low ceiling thing. So I, I would take I would take the the lesser investment in a guy like Sam Darnold, have him around for a year, see what happens. And then also pick a different player in the first round. I think you get better because you get a middling quarterback with some upside, still young, but you also get the first round pick. Yeah. I mean, the concern obviously is if you're trading a second round pick for Sam, are we assuming that means Pittsburgh believes in Sam enough to have him be the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger? If you do that, you're giving him next year. You're saying, okay, we're, we're, we're going to see what you can do next year. And if it works, Great, we'll extend you. If not, then we'll you can get Kyle Trask or Mac Jones every damn year in the draft. They're not they're not they're not worth it to me. Sam Darnold, there might be something there, man. He's a top three pick. That's fair. But the idea is at the end of the rainbow, if Sam Darnold is what you want him to be, you do have to pay him. Whereas with Trask and Jones, you don't have to do that right away. <clears throat> you can let them develop. Yeah, but then you have see that you have that issue of we took a quarterback in the first round, and so there has to be some leash that exists there, and you have to give him a chance to prove that he's not the guy. And I don't believe that either one of those two guys are are like plus prospects that warrant that type of opportunity. So th the way I value Trask and Jones severely impacts my opinion on this take. That's fair. That's fair. And I I, I lean the second for Sam as well because I think he's more talented than the two guys that we're mentioning. And I think in a new system, he has a chance to thrive. I'm throwing this one up from Brian, Joe, because okay. I think we need to discuss how this would even work. Would you rather college football adopt a draft system or the NFL adopt a recruiting system? How on earth do either of these two work? So it looks like no, I don't. I don't. I don't want either of these things to happen. Well, you, that's not how the games play, Joe. You have to pick one of them. I think the NFL adopting a recruiting system would not be good. That's my my initial concern. My my biggest care in this is doing right by the NFL. So because I don't like the idea of a recruiting system, even though I don't know what it looks like, because of that, my interest in protecting the NFL, I want to give keep NFL the same and. Have college football rework what they do. So I've had the uh, a take for the longest time in both, uh, in, in specifically the NBA when it comes to the draft format, where I think if you wanted to eliminate tanking, what you what you could do is create a tiered system where pick the, the team that ends up with the number one pick has the most quote unquote free agency money, and the team that picks last has the least amount of free agency money. But you don't have a draft. All of the incoming rookies go into free agency and then the teams can can offer them the slot that is a lot allotted to them uh via the draft that's kind of what i feel the nfl would have to do if they adopted a quote-unquote recruiting system it would be hey you're the cleveland browns you're picking number one this year you're going to have x amount of dollars to spend on your number one pick which is more than everybody else so now if you're trevor lawrence you can choose, okay, what's more important to me? Getting paid top dollar for being a top five pick or is it going to a system that's absolutely beneficial to me from a team that would be picking in the back half of the draft, a Green Bay, a New Orleans, a Seattle, a place like that? 
again, there are some, there are a lot of things to have to work out. Those tiers have to be significant. They do. And that would be the way that you could make it work. But that to me is more along the lines of what a recruiting system would look like in the NFL if you would do it that way. That's at but, least interesting. That's interesting, at least, I'd say. It it it, it certainly would create intrigue around the 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 draft uh season. Uh Sam, not- notable troll of the uh of the show, says, Would you rather only watch NFL games or only watch college football games? This is easy. It's NFL. Uh, what? Fit- no, it's not. It's college. No, 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 no. 49.8% of NFL football games are settled by one score. I don't know what the percentage is for college, but it ain't that. Yeah, but you get more games. I get I get more chaos. I get conferences. I get craziness each and every week. My, my interest in the college stems from my love for the NFL. I want to know who... The reason I'm on this live stream tonight is because... I had a passion to know who the the next NFL football players were before they were NFL football players. So, I mean, that's just how I'm wired. I love college football. I love the pageantry. There's nothing better than Saturday, starting at noon, watching college football until I can't stay awake every day anymore. I love it more than anything in the world. But I'm not giving up NFL just for that. All right, this one. This was more up your alley, so you're going to have to lead uh, lead us into battle on this one. Would you rather Jamar Chase, Dylan Moses, or Rondell Moore, Micah Parsons? So I get a significantly better receiver in Jamar Chase in, in, in number one here, and I get a significantly better linebacker in number two here. Um, Rondell Moore being part of this makes me really nervous because he's small and always hurt. While I recognize that I'm getting a drop-off from Parsons to Moses and potentially a very big drop-off, getting Jamar Chase, who I think is the best wide receiver in this draft and worthy of a top-five pick, plus Dylan Moses is the pick is what I'm going with, and it's mostly because of more and my concerns about his availability. I will concur with you on that. I'm not going to speak out of turn. This one comes from Vontel, and he wants us both to answer this one. Would you rather have a guaranteed Super Bowl win in the next five years, but you have to box Tyson Fury for all 12 rounds? Vontel, where do you come up with this stuff? You have to box Tyson Fury for all 12 rounds, and he won't take it easy on you, or have a guaranteed Super Bowl win 15 years from now? I mean, I'm not making it 12 rounds. Do I have to make it? I mean, I, I'm going to get knocked out pretty soon there. I like that I'm getting the Super Bowl in either scenario. Yeah, that's nice. That is a nice benefit. Also, I have to box him for 12 rounds. Can my corner throw in the towel if they see me getting just absolutely destroyed and they're concerned about my safety? Is that an option or do I have to or no matter what, they're going to prop me up in a chair and I got and the bell's going to ring and I got to sit in there because you'll be dead. I mean, you won't make it. If you just, I'm just going to get knocked out in the first minute and whatever I'm done, I collect my paycheck. Also, is the, I'm not doing this for free. Is the boxing before or after the Super Bowl win? Because if it's before the Super Bowl win, <laughs> Then I, I'm not going to make it to see the Super Bowl. We have some uh, we have some some items uncovered here that we need to know. So so I think Vontel has clarified and said that they cannot throw in the towel. So you have to go all twelve rounds. I won't make it. So I guess I'll just have to take a guaranteed Super Bowl win fifteen years from now. But here's the thing about we get these hypotheticals that get, that somewhere in there they guarantee oh, a Super before, Bowl. Wait a minute, he says it's before the win. I'm absolutely taking the guaranteed Super Bowl fifteen years from now. Absolutely. I don't know that I'd want a guaranteed Super Bowl. Like, but you don't that, know when that, it is. You just know it's coming at some point. I, I don't know. The journey and the process, I think, is 
I don't know what it's like to win the Super Bowl. I have no idea. Neither do I. So I feel like just knowing, like, okay, in the next 15 years, I'm getting it. Right now, I don't, in the next 15 years of my life, I have no idea what I'm getting. But I have hope. It wouldn't make it as fun if I just knew it was going to happen. All right, this take from Sebastian. Would you rather AFC and NFC unite as one conference or conference realignment for all teams based on location? And he gave us an example. The AFC South would be Jackson, Jacksonville, Miami, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta. I did this last year, and I aligned the divisions geographically the way I thought it should go. Um, so I liked that. If it's one conference, what does that even mean? You just have a random schedule every year, 16 random opponents? That would be my assumption. Yes, is that that's how that would work? I like the I th- I like the structure. I think it it makes it better because I think it could get real real weird if you just have thirty two teams and the scheduling becomes random. I like that at least within your division, there's the the structure of we play everyone in our division twice. Everyone in our division plays the exact same other division in the AFC and the NFC. You have a different opponent based on where you finished within your conference. I would love to see more cross conference games. So if there, if there was some way that I can get the divisional alignment, but also give me more opportunities that AFC and NFC teams don't play each other once every four years and only once every eight at your stadium. I would like to see that. This one from Braden. I'm, I agree with you. I, I like the conference realignment based on location. I think it's fun. It creates new matchups. And I don't necessarily think putting them all in one conference is, is fun. Like, I don't think there's fun matchups that, that come out of that. Uh, this one from Braden. You are a coach, Joe. Congra- by, by the way, first of all, congratulations. To you, Thank coach. you. Thank you. Yes. And you're getting your first head coaching gig in college football, but unfortunately not in the Power Five. I feel like I'm reading a test question for like the SATs. Would you rather coach in the Mountain West or the Sun Belt, a.k.a. the Fun Belt? I pick the Sun Belt because I think there's better football players in the Southeast. That's what it comes down to. You have a better chance to get better players. Am I foolish in thinking that of the two conferences sitting here in 2020, my best path to a Power 5 job is to start coaching in the Sun Belt? (laughs) You might. I mean, Mountain West, I mean, Mountain West has what, Boise State and Wyoming. And Utah State. There's some good teams out no, there. No, there are. There are. What's the best team? I mean, Coastal Carolina Coastal right Carolina now. Right now. Sun Belt, but let me look at the Sun Belt Conference to make sure I'm not we're not missing anybody. Yeah, Troy. Troy, you got is Marshall and Appalachian State in there? Uh, yeah, Louisiana Lafayette. They're playing pretty well this year. Right. Arkansas State, Texas State, Texas State, South Alabama, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Troy. I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a better pipeline there. Yeah. And just think about just like the the density of where you're playing and recruiting from. And Kyle brings up a good point. If you if you coach in the Mountain West, you have the anti West Coast bias. I don't need that working against me. So right. That's give me the Sun Belt. Give me the Sun Belt. Better talent. I think it's a better pipeline to a Power Five job. I don't have the the West Coast bias. I, I think that that's perfect. All right, this one from Nolan. Oh gosh, if you're the Colts, would you rather have Carson Wentz for a fourth or Sam Darnold for a second? It's really that's really good. That's really good because the economics of this trade. Honestly, it's if they favor Sam Darnold because you you're locked in on Wentz. I'm assuming you're going to have to take a good piece of his guaranteed money. It's a lot of a lot of cash. You got to you got to take. But on. we we've seen. I mean, we let's be honest. We've seen better quarterback play from Wentz than we have Darnold. Right? There's never been 
Sam Darnold's never had come close to what Carson was in 17 or 19. Carson Wentz probably would have won an MVP if he didn't get hurt. Right. We've never come close to that with Sam Darnold. I have never used the words MVP and Sam Darnold in the same sentence ever. The For the Colts, who are in really healthy cap shape, yeah, I can look up that number here. So we they can... have they have the most, I'm pretty sure, or in the top three, something like that. Most cap space next year. 67.7 million, third most in the National Football League. So for that, plus getting Carson Wentz back with Frank Reich, where we've seen him do some really good things together, I think I'd be interested in that. So I give up a lesser pick. I have to give him more money, but I have the money, and I have a quarterback that's had – some level of success in the NFL with the coach that I currently have. And you're also, you're not that far away, right? Talent, I mean, this is a team that's in the playoff mix right now. Their roster's pretty well constructed. Right, but if you, here's the problem. If, if Wentz just comes to Indy and is the same player he is in Philly, now you've now you've got a problem because you got a lot of cap space committed to a bad player. You do, but you also only gave up a fourth. It's true. So you're still adding talent in the first three rounds to your team. I think it's Wentz for a four. I think that's I, the right answer. Here. I think it's Wentz for a four as well. Uh, even though I love Sam, I just think giving up a second for him, I don't know if I love that. I think there's there's better usage of that second round pick. It's different from the Steelers situation that we mentioned earlier. All right, this one from Liam. Would you rather take the Bengals job or the Chargers job? Now, both aren't available right now, but we can pretend in a world where they are. Neither are available right now. Neither are available. Can't have either job. It's the Chargers. It's the Chargers, and it's not close. Um, I, I recognize Burrow's really, really exciting. There are just organizational issues with the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals that I wouldn't want to deal with. I wouldn't want to deal with their spending tendencies, their draft tendencies, their small front office, not having support. I don't want to meet with the owner every week and talk about my game plan. Yeah. I don't want to be micromanaged. So give me the Chargers job. Give me Herbert. They've got some nice pieces there. You get Bosa. Yeah, good receivers. The, it's a Chargers job. It's give me the team with more talent who's closer to making the playoffs and who, if I come in there and I'm the guy that takes them over the promised land, I'm going to have a job for a very, very, very long time. Right? There's just too many things to overcome in Cincinnati. You still have to develop the quarterback. You still have to do it in, in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, but you have to develop the quarterback. You have to protect the quarterback. You have to, uh, an offensive line that you need to figure out. And, uh, Joey, I think you'd agree with this. We like the direction Cincinnati's going in, but they still are missing a ton of pieces. They still have work to do. I think I like what Cincinnati has a quarterback. Right, but, but they, it's they everything have a lot now. of questions. Yeah, there's some good. I mean, their roster. I've been a Bengals apologist through the years. I really have. Um, but this version, some of the deficiencies and some of missed opportunities that I think they've had. You know, I'm pretty down. I'm pretty down on where Cincinnati's at right now. To be honest with you. This one comes from Jay Wah. Would you rather replace Harbaugh or Herman? Like I would become the next Texas coach or the next Michigan no, I don't, coach. I don't think you would be. I think you're just removing them from their current position. Do I get Urban Meyer if I replace Herman? I need to know what I'm getting. Well, that's I, I think I, I think that's the, the crux of this argument, right? Because I, I don't think either of these coaches are bad football coaches. I think they're good 
decent football coaches. And if you're going to replace good, decent football coaches, you better be bringing in great football coaches to replace them. Correct. I don't know. I mean, the Texas job is just... I mean, Texas was supposed to be back like five times already, and they're not. I mean, they keep getting the quarterback thing wrong. Well, and Tom Herman's not a great situational coach either. That's not his. And Harbaugh's uh, got some like ego issues. So, I okay, which team needs to replace their guy more? Maybe that's a better way to look at it. Which team needs to replace their guy yeah. more? Which one should have more urgency about? getting this guy out of the building and somebody, just somebody else in there. All right. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Where do we put Texas in the big 12 power structure? They should be in amongst the top. Now, not where, where, where they are right now, where we feel that they are sitting here right now. They're not, above, I think Oklahoma's ahead of them. Is Iowa state ahead of them? Yeah, I guess the answer to that is yes. I think so. Whereas in Michigan, in Michigan, like Ohio State, I know Penn State's having a down year, but Penn State's got a, a a good track record recently. Wisconsin, Northwestern's been good for a couple of years. Iowa's good. Like you, you kind of need something to shake things up there in Michigan. Yeah, and I think I think for both of these schools, and I've said this about Tennessee, it's like you've got to get that quarterback. You have to get that difference maker. You got to get your Deshaun Watson. Got to get your Tim Tebow. Got to get your Vince Young. You got to get your Justin Fields. And they they're not they're not finding these players, and so they're they're recruiting well, but they're not winning big games and you know winning conferences and winning big time bowl games. And it's because they're not getting they're not hitting on quarterbacks. I mean, how many times is Jim Harbaugh going to hand this thing over to some grad transfer that can't play, Wilton Spade or Shea Patterson? And oh. listen, he, he's going to walk. I mean, he's they're talking about sitting down with him after the year to talk about a, an extension because he's got to go out on the recruiting trail and try to get in recruits to keep pace. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's time. I think it's time in Michigan for, for Harbaugh to. It, it, so in Braden in the, in the comments, he, he's put question mark Tennessee. Tennessee recruits well, but they're, I mean, they're rolling with Garantano and these other quarterbacks that aren't working out. Lawrence was going to go to Tennessee, right? If I'm not mistaken, he was going to Tennessee and he flipped to Clemson. If Lawrence goes to Tennessee, the program is different, like for the foreseeable future. You got to hit on one of those big time quarterback recruits. This one comes from R Fritz901. We're doing a lot of quarterbacks today. I kind of like these ones. Indy with Dak or San Fran with Matt Ryan? I'd be more interested. I think Indy with Dak interests me, but you know, San Francisco, man, you think about it, they get Kittle back healthy and Bosa back healthy. That, that's a dangerous football team. You know, I, I mean, obviously they've got. We're in the Super Bowl. Correct with Jimmy with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So I mean, they got some some work to do on the secondary. They got to figure out what's going to go on with Richard Sherman, who said he doesn't expect to be back. But there's some firepower to this offense, and you got a great scheme. Bosa back. I mean, Matt Ryan's been historically elite. I mean, I don't think we appreciate the production that Matt Ryan's had over his career. He's unbelievable. He's going to cost you less money. Because the assumption is if Dak's going to Indy, he's signing a super deal. Oh, yeah, it's 40. It's 40. Plus. It's 40 plus, right? It's Mahomes' money, whereas 
I mean, let me just very quickly take a look at what Matt Ryan's number is for next season here, but it's I don't think it's that much. It ain't cheap, but it's a good chunk. Joe, do you know what Matt Ryan's cap number is in 2021? I'll say 35 million. It's 40.9 million dollars. Okay, so healthy. And then it's 41.6 in 2022. And then it drops to a modest 36.6 in 2023. Should have no problems paying his bills. No, he should be okay. He The relocation process from Atlanta to San Fran should be a pretty easy thing for I think Matt he Ryan. he can handle it. I think he can handle it just fine. Oh, it makes me want to change my answer. Those, oh man, can they get out of the deal at any point or are they stuck? Looks like they're stuck with it. Which one do you, but the better question is which one is going to win a Super Bowl? Which one? Matt, do you think is, Matt Ryan in San Francisco. You're not a big Dak guy. I think that's what I've learned. We've we've, we've done two shows together today. Probably <laughs> well over an hour in, in podcasting. You're not a big Dak guy. No, I'm not. A, I am not a fan of Dak Prescott uh, or turn, Deshaun Watson. I'm concerned. That's not. That's not true. I like Deshaun Watson a lot more than I like Dak Prescott. That that I think that's an unfair. It's not a hot take. Most people should say that. Um, speaking of Dallas and speaking of their quarterback situation, let me scroll up and find this, this take here. Um, that was about, yeah, here we go from Sebastian. If you're the Cowboys, would you rather draft Lance or Wilson at five? Wilson. I love Trey Lance. I really do. Um, I think he's got all the skills that you could ever want, um, in a quarterback. I just think he's going to take some time. So I want to see Trey Lance go to a situation where there's no pressure. And I mean, none for him to play in year one. You know, I want a Jordan Love type situation for Trey Lance. Sure. So, because I think if the Cowboys are picking a quarterback at five, that means that they don't have one. You know, Dak is somewhere else, and this guy has to play. I, I want Wilson. So, can I ask you a question that might show my ignorance, but I'll ask it anyway at, sure. at the for the listeners. Is Wilson a better fit for Dallas's system than Trey Lance, or is Lance a better fit, but you're worried about him having to play right away? I think either one of them are pretty scheme transcendent guy. I don't think I don't think either one of them has any lacking physical traits that means that there's not throws that they can hit. Or I think the I think the full playbook or whatever you want to run is available for you with Lance or Wilson. They're both athletic. They can both make every throw. They both have success down the field. You know, it's just from a reps or a reps perspective, I mean, Zach Wilson's way ahead of that. He here's, this is what this is like. This is a little bit like it, it in a very watered down version. This is very much asking yourself, would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen in 2018? Baker Mayfield is going to come in. He's played a ton of football. He's played, had a lot of reps. He's going to be pretty close to his ceiling right off the bat. And if that's what you want, you don't want the project, you don't want to have to go through the lumps for a couple of years, then go with Baker Mayfield. But if you're willing to take the time to invest in a really talented young player that has a potentially higher ceiling, but maybe not, they just not enough, don't have enough reps, then I think you go with Lance, which would have been the Josh Allen in that scenario. Uh, by the way, I just want to clear something up. Uh, Kyle, I had Deshaun Watson QB 14 on my board that I did this morning. Oh, geez. I, just, I just want that to be clear. And yes, Trevor, I had Derek Carr QB 8 on that list. So just, just want to make me, those it are bad clear. takes, man. Like, how, like uh, what planet? Wait, wait, what is what Deshaun Watson? He's one of the most special players in the league. Uh, right. I, I think, uh, and listen, I don't have, I think all the quarterbacks I have in front of him are are reasonable. 
are reasonable. Sam, listen, I listen, Sam, I had to take over your job of trolling the show today. No, but I stand by my list. I stand by my list. Listen, I'm willing. I said this to Joe in the pre-show when we were talking. I'm willing to, I'm willing to budge, right? If somebody wants to make a convincing argument to move Deshaun Watson up the board, I'm fine with that. Right? I'm not locked. I'm not set in stone. I'm not skip bailus. I'm like, you know, pounding the table. Like, there's nothing to argue here. It's like Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback. And you have him at 14. I am at 14. Yeah, he's 14. On yeah, that's what I'm right saying. Now. It's like, it's, yeah. it, what, what, I don't have to present the argument. Deshaun Watson's done that. This is going to be tough, man. This is okay. going to be a tough. This is going to be a real problem for this podcast. Wait till Kyle finds out about this. Now, 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 let me make one thing clear, right? I, 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 maybe I was a little too kind in my rankings for, for established guys. Like I have Brady breeze and Roethlisberger on that, like second tier of quarterback, right? Like maybe they shouldn't be that high and Deshaun should be at least in front of those three, but like name value alone, I felt like I needed to, to, to put them up there. So he would be, he would be like 11, 10. You want to put him in front of Tannehill and Lamar? He gets to like nine. Is that is that better for you guys in the in the chat? Nine is QB nine better? The poop hat is out. Oh, it makes a debut it, on Would You Rather? Yeah, because you are doubling down. No, I know, Joe. Please, I am. I have not doubled down in the slightest. I have said openly, I am willing to be moved off of my position when it comes to this. See, I don't. I don't think Watson is a top five quarterback when the first three on my list are. Wilson, Rogers, Mahomes, not in that order, obviously, but those three, like, I mean, let me help, let me help you here. Then you got, you're, you're filling it out, right? Yes. Just write Watson next and you're done. It's good. You're it's, Watson QB four. There's nobody in the world that would blink an eye except for you. You're the one, you're the exception here. If you put out your rankings, you put out a tweet. These are my top five quarterbacks and you put them in that order with what Russell Wilson at four. Not one person's going to be like, "Wow, you're really high on Watson. You're really too high on him." All right. All right. We need uh, we need we need to expand on this next week. I I okay. mean, this was a lot for me to take in today. I want for you, you know, like, do the homework sometime next week. Let's revisit this, and you you just lay out your case for for Deshaun Watson not being Sam, a top five quarterback. And I'll Sam, do this I, Sam, I have all five of those guys in front of Watson on my board. He put Wilson, Mahomes, Rogers, Tannehill, and Allen in no particular order. I have all five of them in front of him. Yeah, but you also have nine more before you get. I have. I think it's eight more because he's technically not a math two, guy. Who be fourteen? Listen, listen, guys. I just want to make it clear. I am willing. This is. I, I did this ranking the other day for the first time. I put them in tiers. I'm willing to move off of my position. I'm not locked in stone to this. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. Deshaun Watson could play quarterback for my team any day of the week, okay? Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football. You don't football, think he deserves Thursday $40 million a season? I mean, yeah, because I don't think a lot of quarterbacks deserve $40 million a season. I, I, I mean, right. what do you want from me? All right, we got a kickoff to get to here, and um, I guess we're just gonna, we're going to have to just chew on that and let that settle in over the weekend. And and somehow we gotta we've gotta talk about this next week. So as always, we are very, very grateful for you guys tuning in and, and joining us and giving us some really outstanding talking points to get to. Thanks so much for joining us this week on this podcast. Hope you enjoy football this weekend. There's some teams that can clinch playoff berths. Uh, so it's going to get real here as we get to the last four games of the regular season. As always, we do kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and view this podcast. And we look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.